Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Portions of the show may be previously recorded. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I had a couple topics I wanted to cover, but I'm going to have to set them back and do as much as them I can after I get done bringing you up to date because there is a special announcement. They've got all these scary things on TV they talk about where, you know, flash, you know, instant warning, whatever. I don't even know what they are. The bottom line is, is this is urgent and timely. And I wanted to get it out to you. Um, I just heard on the TV that the inflation rate came out at 9.1%. Now, they had been anticipating it to be 8.9, I think it was. And it came out 9.1, which is not that much higher. But the bottom line is, it's just the effect of it. And the amount of it, 9.1% is quite a bit of inflation. You figure 10% of the value of your net worth just disappeared. And that's an interesting way to think about it, right? Here you are, you've got money. That dollar sitting there today is worth 10% less than what it was a year ago. 9.1% overall for the year. That's unbelievable. That's not 10% increase in your net worth. That's a 10% decrease in your net worth. So whereas before you could sit there and inflation was next to nothing, 1% or 2%, and gross national product was 3 or 4 or 5 the bottom line was, was net effect was really nothing to you. But when you're looking at a situation where the value of your dollar, of your buying, purchasing power of your dollar is going down by 10% a year, 
that's some heavy stuff. And if you're not earning at least 10%, you're not even breaking zero with your money. So that's the negative part. That's the bad part. Here's the good part for us and the bad part for everybody else. That inflation is so bad and has the economists so scared that it was stated today that they had already decided in the end of July that the Fed was going to go up by 75 basis points. That's three quarters of a point in interest. And that because of this much higher rate of inflation than what they had anticipated, it's almost a given to go up by a complete point. If you're not into money and you're not into massive wealth and numbers, that won't mean much to you. Right, so now your your credit cards go up in, in interest one percent, and that's a lot. But it, you you won't even really recognize it if you're paying your credit cards off like I do. I never leave any money on my credit cards, but if you do, then you'll feel it. You know, it might go up from twenty five to twenty six percent. There is some usury rate which you can't go above. Go get a car; it's going to be way more expensive to get a loan on a car, and you have to qualify based on that interest rate. It's going to be very difficult to qualify. So looking at it from a consumer, those high interest rates are going to be bad, bad, bad news for somebody who wants to go out and buy a car, buy a home. What about investors? Well, it's going to be bad news for people who don't have any money, that want to invest money. In other words, real estate investors who traditionally for years have used leverage to be able to be in their business. You borrow money. Well, the two things that are happening right now is the Fed is, number one, tightening money supply, making less money available, right? It's not putting out any more bonds. It's not. It's letting them expire, letting the money quantity and volume and supply go down so there's less money to go around. They're letting the interest rates go up and uh, basically... They're changing the short-term interest rates from the Fed to the banks, but what they're really doing is letting the larger interest rates, the medium and long-term interest rates, go up because they want them to go up because they want to slow down the economy. And as I said yesterday on the radio, I was talking about the fact that the real inflation problem is wage inflation. And, you know, I'm starting to hear from some of my employees, I'm sure all of you that own businesses are starting to hear, your employees want more money. They're going, hey, everything costs more. I want more money. I need more money. Wage inflation cannot be survived. If you continue to push wages, at some point, businesses are not profitable. Yeah, you say, well, you can increase the price of the product. Well, the price of the product is only increasable if the demand allows it to be. In other words, let's say I have, uh, I sell some fancy cookies or cakes or something. And my employees want more, so I have to pay them more. And to try to offset that, I try to raise the price of my cookies and cakes. Well, because my cookies and cakes are not a commodity, which is necessary commodity, people just stop buying them. And so wage inflation can literally put me out of business in that type of a business. That's the problem. The other type of business is where the margins get cut. 
So in other words, the gas companies are sitting out here with gas. They've already drilled for it. They've already got the reserves. They're selling it to the gas station, the poor little gas station owner. He's selling stuff, but everything's getting more expensive. If his employees are costing him more money, he would have to charge more for gas. But he can't charge more for gas than what everybody else on the street is charging for gas. Because if he raises his price too much for the gas to offset the cost, then people just go to the next corner and buy from the next gas station. So wage inflation is the death blow to an economy. And we're starting to see it. We're starting to see it because there are 1.9 jobs for every employee out there looking, every unemployed person out there looking. So everybody who would really want a job has two people begging him to come to work for them. And when you have two people begging, you have a supply and demand nightmare and basically it becomes a bidding war. It becomes uh, employee-driven pricing. Like it's a buyer's market, it's, it's, a, it's an employee's market out there. And that's going to really, really hurt many companies, okay? But again, that's all for the average person. For the not-so-average person, like myself and other real estate investors that are part of Lifestyles Unlimited, where we have access to money, unlimited amounts of money, basically, then the fact that interest rates go up are going to be beneficial for us. How so, you say, Dell? We still have to pay you know, higher interest rates on the loans we get? Yes, but there's a difference. When the banks tighten the money supply, they are going to say you have to have a debt coverage ratio of at least 1.35. As the interest rates go up, that debt coverage ratio is going down. And so they're going to lend less money. To be able to overcome lending less money, one of two things has to happen. Number one, the buyer has to be willing to put up a larger and larger and larger sum of cash up front on the deal as the lender retracts how much they're willing to lend. The smaller amount of money that they lend, the less debt service there is for it. Debt service, for those that don't know, is the payments that you make on that to keep it you know, up to date. The debt service to the bank is going to be smaller on a smaller loan, so they're going to make you take out a smaller loan and put more of your own money in it. They call it you having more skin in the game. They're having less skin in the game, right? The second way that you can overcome that is by the seller lowering his or her price. And so in what situations would the seller be willing to lower his or her price? Um, I'll give you one that I ran into. Two of the greatest deals I've ever done were done during times where people were locked into loans they couldn't get out of. And uh, I guess we're coming up to a break here, so I'll go ahead and come back with that and explain how those situations can make us a lot of money. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Retiring America, one person at a time. This is the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Now, more unconventional wisdom from your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today I was going to cover a couple topics that uh, I thought were important, but they got pushed back because we have current affair news that's just all over the place. And that current affair news is that inflation was 9.1%. And uh, that's a bit. That's quite a bit, folks. And people are looking at that dangerously. In fact, the biggest point that came out of it was the people that announced it said it's almost for sure bet that the Fed's going to go up by an interest one whole point of interest at the next Fed meeting. So that's going to make it very difficult for people to buy. Now, before we went to break, I was talking about how bad uh, that raise that increase in interest rates will be for the average person and how bad that inflation will be for the average person. But then I was starting to explain to you why it's a good thing for real estate investors like myself. And the point I was getting to here was that there are situations where these this situation right here creates problems for certain people that have not thought through where they are in their real estate investment position and their deal. So a long time ago, I did a deal. It was one of the best deals I ever did. A guy had bought the property uh, for a million dollars, and he put a half a million dollars in rehab in it. So he owned it for a million five. When he first did it, he got a loan for $725,000. So now he had this completely renovated, perfect property. Uh, right across the street from mine. My property I had bought for like $10,000 a door. This guy was in for like $15,000 a door, something like that. Uh, quite a bit more because he totally renovated. Everything was brand new from the sheetrock outs, including the roof, the electrical boxes, the appliances, the flooring, the counters, the countertops, the uh, cabinets. Everything was brand new. Put it that way. Redone driveway, redone fence, everything brand new. But the guy couldn't sell it. And the reason he couldn't sell it because he put this loan on it that had a non had a prepayment penalty that was astronomical. And for somebody to buy it and pay off that loan, there would be a prepayment penalty that would be just devastating. So I eventually negotiated to buy it from the guy. Instead of a million five, which he had in it, I bought it for a million and um, one hundred thousand, I think, or a million fifty, something like that. I assumed a seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollar loan. I put down another three hundred twenty-five thousand. So I had it for a million fifty. I bought it for a million fifty. It's worth a million five hundred, and I just assumed the loan, and kept the loan for the time until the prepayment penalty was gone. Then refinanced it, pulled the money back out. 
So I made a killing on the deal, not to mention that the guy didn't know what he's doing operating it, and my rents across the street were $100 a month more than his, and his property was brand new and mine wasn't, so I was able to raise his rents $150 a month per unit and just make a massive killing. So here's a situation where bad preparation created a bad situation that I was able to take advantage of because I could come up with $324,000 cash. And nobody else wanted to put that much money down on a million-dollar property because typically back then we were only putting 10 or 20% down. So I got the deal, and history shows where that took me to, and now I'm rich as can be. Okay, Another deal like that that could come about as is like the deal I did four or five years ago where a person had put an assumption loan on there, again, assumption loan, and the assumption loan had a prepayment penalty, massive prepayment penalty, and they wanted to sell it. They had gone up in value quite a bit. They wanted to sell it and take the profit, but they couldn't because, well, they could, but to do that, somebody would have to pay off the prepayment penalty. So when it came to paying off the prepayment penalty, uh, which... Uh, was quite a bit. I think it's four or five hundred thousand dollars, something crazy like that. They would have that put the deal pretty much out of work because you had to go get a new loan, but pay off the old loan and put down your down payment and so forth. It made the deal not a very workable deal. I was able to swoop in, just give them some money to the note, and much less than what it was worth to the note because there was nobody else willing to come in and put up a large amount of money to the note. I think I put nine million dollars down or something like that. And nobody else wanted to put down $9 million to buy one apartment complex. You can buy two apartment complexes for $9 million, depending on the size of the apartment complex, or typically the size that I had just purchased. Uh, but what it did for me, it allowed me to buy the property at a very good price and assume a very low interest rate loan, which I still have in place, by the way, and will stay there during these interest rate increases. So there's a great opportunity. So I'm looking forward to the situation where one of two things happens, either Sellers who are in a note that they got to get out of because they're coming to the end of the note and they try to sell and they can't sell for what they think it's worth because once you plop that 5% interest rate um, mortgage on top of their their price, it doesn't cash flow. It won't sell. The bank won't lend that amount of money. So they're going to have to lower their price. So we're going to start getting decent prices uh, from these people. If you find that they have some other problem that adds to that, like the fact that it needs some rehab or something else, then you're going to have to come to the, to the table with the down payment and the rehab money because the banks are not lending on all that stuff at this point because they're tightening the money supply and how and what they'll lend to. Again, cash will get you stuff that other people can't get. We'll get deals that'll be great deals that you, not being in lifestyles, will not be able to touch. You say, well, why? Why can't I go get it? Because the seller's not going to sell or finance. The banks are not going to lend. You have to have cash. And why do we have cash? Because we have 50,000 members that are all sitting there with money in their pocket waiting to pool the money for a great deal. And if there's a great deal, they will pool their money and buy that deal. No matter how much we have to come up with, they will come up with that money. It's irrelevant because we have this massive supply of money. You can't compete with that, so you're not going to get these deals unless you get involved with Lifestyles Unlimited, period. End of story. Don't even think there's any other way because there's not, because cash is going to be king, and we're going to be beating people out of these deals. Hence, that's all Lifestyles members that are involved and in doing this as part of the group are going to have that advantage. 
Other people have that advantage are people like myself who simply just have a lot of cash, have a lot of money, and then they'll be able to do it by themselves. They won't need lifestyles to do that, right? But that's going to be a situation where you're going to be able to find guys that have low interest rate loans, don't want to sell, that if you if you actually paid off the loan and put a higher interest rate on it, it's not even worth what they paid for it. They wouldn't be able to sell it if they had to refinance it, okay? In that case, they're going to be happy to sell it as an assumption. But who can it qualify for, you know, a, a $10 million, $20 million assumption? It's going to take somebody strong. Again, it's going to be somebody like myself uh, out there, or it's going to be somebody that's in a group of lifestyles where you have a couple guys that put their balance sheets together and qualify to assume a loan. But this, my friends, you need to understand is the time. You've been waiting and begging and crying and hoping that this time would come. And it's come. It's here and it's now. And if you don't get started up in lifestyles right now, you're not going to understand the show in time. You're not going to be prepared in time to be able to take advantage of what could be the largest real estate boom in the last 20 years. We'll be right back with the Del Walton Radio Show. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Now I'm going to get to the topics I wanted to talk about right from the beginning. And uh, the first one is about what is the difference between high-quality real estate and low-quality real estate? And what does it really mean to you as an investor? And it's kind of oxymoronic, to say the least, in everything I can figure out, is that I find that the highest rates of return I can earn on money is on the worst pieces of real estate out there. Why? Because nobody else wants them. And because they qualify for what we call in the industry a don't wanter, people will almost pay you to take the stuff off their hands. And uh, I was in the gym the other day, and I was talking to a young guy, came up to me, introduced himself, said he listened to me on the radio. And he was, um, we just got talking, and I was asking him what he was invested in. He said he's into trailer parks and recreational vehicles. He's getting ready to buy a recreational vehicle park. And um, I, you know, we, we chatted about that for a second. I said, you realize that you've purchased, you know, really the lowest possible grade investment you could invest in. And I understand why. You're a beginning wealth builder. And when you went out there to try to negotiate a deal, uh, money was an important factor to you. And you talked to the big boys and they just laughed in your face. They didn't care about what you thought was important about the negotiation. None of it meant anything. Until you found a guy selling something that nobody wanted. And a trailer park, a recreational vehicle park, is one of those types of investments that nobody wants. Now, why is that? Well, there's many reasons. Number one is, I live in Houston, Texas, and if you go far north in Houston, Texas, there's an area called Tomball. If you go north of Tomball, there's a little area, actually, I forgot the name of the area, where there's people living in a lot of mobile homes. And I own 30 units right there in Tomball, which was probably 10, 20 miles from wherever this place was at. And so a lot of people would migrate, try to get closer to town from these mobile home parks 
and come try to rent from myself. And what I found was the quality of the people was terrible. They didn't qualify. They didn't qualify income-wise. They didn't qualify credit-wise. They didn't qualify rental history-wise. They had, you know, bad rental history. They had, you know, all kinds of problems. Broken, terrible credit, you know, all kinds of non-pays. And it was just the kind of people who would live in mobile homes, right? So it's the quality of the people. I had another place I'll tell you about later, which was a uh, Section 8 housing um, subdivision. It was a townhouse subdivision where I owned all the townhouses in the subdivision, except one, believe it or not. And um, we had everybody on a government Section 8 lease. And... That was a nightmare. Dealing with these people, we called, I came up with a name for them, I called them Purple Martians. In other words, it's every low-class person you've ever met in your life gravitates to this kind of a place. And it was just obscene the way these people lived their lives. It's not because they were poor. It's because they had no morals, none, zero, zappo. Not one moral in their life. The way they lived was just disgusting. Being around them made you feel dirty and disgusting. And yet I bought it. Because just like this young lad I was talking to, and this, by the way, was 35, 40 years ago that I had bought something like that, um, I wanted to buy something. And here was an opportunity for me to buy 45 units. And the reason I could buy those 45 units was the same reason he could buy that trailer park or he could buy that recreational vehicle park is because the guy who owned it didn't want it. And so they were willing in both cases to own or finance it. In fact, uh, in the, the deal that I bought, the entire thing, 45 townhouses, was owner financed with nothing down. That's how bad they wanted to get rid of it. Nothing down, owner financed, nothing down. And all the contracts with the government were $615 a month for rent for three-bedroom townhouses and my mortgage note was about $200 per month, plus maybe $50 tax. I was supposed to make like $415 per month per unit for 45 units. I was going to get rich. And yet I never saw a dime of any of that money, not because the government didn't pay me, although there were hiccups in that process also. They were quite annoying. That's another whole lecture. But it was the fact that I never made a dime. For that $400 a month, which was four or $5,000 a year, they did four or $5,000 a year worth of damage on every property. Every single unit, they would flush concrete down the toilets. They would pull the wires out of the wall and steal the aluminum electric to sell it for crack. They would pull the appliances out and sell them for crack. Unbelievable stuff. They'd burn one down because they'd fall asleep smoking crack. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And so I never made a dime. And so two years later, the happiest day of my life, I turned around and sold the whole place. How did I sell it? Assume the owner financing, zero down. And by the way, I'll throw in the bulletproof vest I had to buy to be able to walk around to collect my $10 or $20 or $30 from each tenant. Each tenant had to pay their fair share, according to the government. And that could be anywhere from $10 to $50, I think was the highest one anybody paid. This was just a nightmare of a thing to manage. It was a nightmare to go over there, but just let alone manage. And the stuff that went, it's not, I, I could do a whole radio show just on the stuff that happened in this one location. But the bottom line was, is that it was a don't wanter when I bought it. And why, when I sold it, it was a don't wanter. 
That's the same thing with these guys right here. These trailer parks are don't wanters. Why? Because the clientele is the lowest class clientele. And there may even be section housing in some of there. But there's that level. You know, you just see the, the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the barrel, Section 8. And then right above it are these people right there that live in mobile homes. Okay? Way below the rest of the people in this world. If you ever watch a TV show, look at the people that live in mobile homes in those shows. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Now, moving on. It made it easy for this guy to buy because somebody's willing to let him buy it without going to the bank and getting a loan. Didn't have to qualify. Didn't have to, you know, finance. And the guy would let him put down, both in these cases, a smaller down payment than what the bank would require in the particular type of purchase. So he was able to buy this. That's why you start with terrible, terrible, terrible pieces of real estate in many cases, because that's all you can get your hands on. And as a young kid, and this guy was a pretty young kid. I don't know how old he was, but it makes you feel important to be able to buy larger groups of properties than just one house here and one house there. For the money you could afford to buy maybe four houses, you could go out and buy 50, 75, 100-unit trailer park. It seems important to you. Second problem, the trailer park and the recreational vehicle park have no depreciation because there's no asset. The only thing you really have is land. The only improvements are hookups, electrical hookups, water hookups, and so forth, maybe some driveways or some roads that you put in. There's nothing there to depreciate. Very small amount, which means every penny you make off of this is taxable as earned income. What does that mean? That means if you make any money at all, you're giving back 30, 40% in taxes. If you're not making any money at all, you're paying 15 to 28% taxes. But let's just say 30%. 30% of everything you earn is going away to taxes. And when you look at that compared to the real estate I do, not only do I not pay taxes, on most of the real estate I earn, own. In fact, I don't think I pay on any real estate I own, but the real estate I own is giving me enough deductions to be able to offset some of the income from other things that I earn income with, other kinds of businesses, because I'm a real estate professional. By the way, it's an important thing to understand. If you haven't been to our classes, you don't understand what a real estate professional is, then you need to find out because that's going to be important to that. But the bottom line is you start at the bottom because you have to. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Got a question? Call 855-497-4DELL. That's 855-497-4335. Or email Dell at askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio. Today, um, we are talking about, in this last segment, um why there's low-end real estate investors, beginner investors that have to buy this stuff, and then we haven't got to yet what is the natural progression to get out of that because so many, many people start in with this low-end stuff. And what's really problematic about starting in with the low-end real estate investing is a couple of things that I saw happen. Number one, not everybody grew up in the slums like I did and understand how to deal with these people. So I wasn't afraid of these people. I carried a gun when I went around everywhere I went. I've been talked to many times by cops. Hey, Dell, put the gun away. I'm sorry, sir. I'm collecting rent. And you know this neighborhood. You know this area. And they go, okay, man, I got you. And, you know, it's just a situation where I knew how to defend myself. I had a bulletproof vest. I, you know, and I wasn't a cop. I was just like going to an area where cops wouldn't go. 
And so they were like, yeah, man, I won't go in there. But if you're going to go in there, man, you really shouldn't carry a gun. I go, dude, I own the place. So I'm not in public with a gun. I'm on my own private property. Go, oh, okay, well, you know, be careful type thing. So, you know, that, you know, again, this is 30 years ago in Texas. So you can imagine the difference now, you know, with the woke society and all. But back then, you know, that's how you stayed alive. Uh, people don't want to deal with that. Second, you know, secondly, low end people lie. And you really, you can tell if their mouth is moving, they're lying. It's pretty much all the time. There's nobody in that low end socioeconomic bracket that doesn't learn from a very early age as a child that you lie. You lie about everything. Doesn't matter what it is. And then you have excuses and then you start a fight and you try to get up in their face and you try to make it look like it was somebody else's fault. So people just, it's just, disturbingly annoying to deal with these people. So that's a problem. Uh, the, the next problem is there's no appreciation. This stuff, nobody wants it. So it doesn't go up in value. Because why? Because nobody wants it. And in the case of a mo- trailer park or a motor home park or a recreational vehicle park, there's no assets there. There's no buildings to appreciate. There's land. Now, Land can and will appreciate over a long period of time. So there is some upward appreciation there. But there really isn't any real large asset there. And a lot of people believe in land. A lot of people buy land and hold on to it for the rest of their life, which I won't go there, but it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Uh, So let's go and let's talk about the next problem. Many people get stuck there. If you're a cheap person, and there are people that are cheap, they're just cheap. And I don't even know a word. I'm trying to think of a worse word because all the other words would be uh, something I probably can't say on the radio or they would be insulting uh, about people. And you know them. They're the kind of people that that, uh, they just don't care, you know, and they're cheap. And they're doing they're looking for every way they can to beat the system to beat you, to steal money, to not pay taxes. They're just, their whole life is about how to, to be cheap. And they get into this kind of real estate and they love it and they can't get out of it. They just can't progress because their, their managing techniques won't move forward. They can't take those terrible management techniques that they learned in class D real estate and move it up to class C and B. Now, if they do, and I've seen, seen some people buy some class C stuff that they got lucky enough to get their hands on, they destroy it. They turn it into class D properties. Now, what we do, we buy class D properties and turn them into C's and B's because that's making them worth more. When these guys buy these things, they literally destroy them to where they're worth less. Right. So this is an additional problem about getting stuck in that mode. Um, and then you get behind the ball in this kind of mode because stuff starts to deteriorate. You don't fix things because you have bad tenants, bad tenants wreck things. And then you get the most important words of your life as a landlord or as any business owner in the world. As soon as you learn those words, them's people. It's over for you as a business person. Them's people will steal if you give them a chance. Them's people don't ever pay the rent on time. Them's people will destroy your property, if not if, but when and how bad. Because them's people always destroy your property. Once you get into the reality of them's and knowing them's is going to act a certain way, your belief is the whole world is them's. And you really can't survive in the rest of the world. You just... You're trapped. 
you become a purple Martian yourself. Uh, if you weren't already, and many times purple Martians who try to become entrepreneurs become purple entrepreneurs. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I've seen them. It's just the way it is. Bad people make bad landlords. That's all there is to it. Now, you want to progress. The thing you're going to do is what I did. I got out of the D's and said, I just can't deal with this stuff. This isn't worth it for my life. And I went up to C's. Once I got C's perfected, then I said, you know what? I'd really like to own some B's and be over there where the real people are at. And then I bought some B's. So I went from 70s construction to 80s construction, which was B back when I was buying 80s. Now B's are C's, right? And then once I mastered the B's and made a ton of money in 2008 during that recession, and I made I tripled my net worth in 2008, 9, 10. Uh, then I said, you know what? I'm going to get out of the B's and go to Class A's. And by the way, I was dating my wife-to-be at that time, and she didn't want anything to do with even B's and C's at all. And so we decided we'd go ahead and get into the Class A business uh, because that's where I wanted my wife-to-be. It was a nice, clean place with friendly people. Uh, I didn't want her around the Purple Martians anymore, being that she was going to be my wife. So I started getting into the Class A apartments. And um, the funny thing is... I made more money in the B's than I did in the A's. I made more money in the C's than I did in the B's. And I made more money in the D's than I did in the C's. It's just because you can buy the stuff so cheap because nobody wants it. You're buying it 10 cents on the dollar in many cases of what it could have been worth. So there it is, my friends. Remember, it's now. It's time. You better get going. The interest rates are changing. You better get on it. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.